0: well back (laughs) welcome back to the podcast um this has been such a weird week and I didn't know if I wanted to come on here and talk about it but I'm just like why not at this point I've come on here for the past few weeks and I want to finish it out first of all I think I might have OCD I think that this podcast is kind of a great example but I was talking to my friend on the phone on like was it Wednesday night no Tuesday night I talked to her on the phone for five hours and this is not like the first time I've ever done this I'm not just like saying this to like tell someone about it that's how I feel talking about it but I talked to her on the phone for five hours and it ruined like my whole night and I'm like maybe that would ruin everyone else's night too but then I started looking into OCD and I was like oh I might have this Um, and just seeing all of these symptoms that people have and I read one where it was like, this person will work through lunch and be a very per- perfectionist with their work. They'll get to work early, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, that's just like me to a T. And then just like, I've always heard people say that OCD isn't about cleaning because I'm not a clean freak at all. I feel like I live in chaos. But just hearing the other symptoms and the other stories, I was like, oh, I really like relate to this for sure. And um, that was very eye opening. But I'm very keen on routines and there's just so many things that I feel like I do that I feel like I have. But I also feel like I'm a self-diagnoser, which I think is also a symptom of OCD, but it's difficult because it's like, am I just diagnosing myself with this? Anyways, so that happened this week. I also got off of X this week again, and I think it's going to be for, I hope, I hope it's going to be for a long time because... I was on there and I was just like this is awful like I had never really agreed with the sentiment that Elon Musk ruined X and that it was gonna be awful and that I was never gonna be the same and blah 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 but it, it was unbearable at the beginning of this week and I was just like I'm done it's ridiculous I'm taking my time back fuck Elon Musk like the things that I saw on Twitter the last week they were crazy and then I saw GTA everywhere it was all over my freaking timeline especially on my 4U page and stuff and I was like why is this everywhere I do not play GTA I do not like GTA and it seemed such a weird thing to get like really agitated about but I was like so upset I started like muting the words because I was like I don't want to see this shit and it was just everywhere and then I was like um just seeing like these the most horrific graphic images and I've always heard people say that they see that on Twitter and I've never dealt with seeing like crazy things like I know a few years ago people were seeing like beheadings on Twitter and people like getting shot and stuff like that. I would never seen that. But this week I was just seeing the most horrific images and I was like, I'm done. And I just realized how much I hate the For You page and how my body gravitates to go to it because it's been there and I've been doing that since it came on there. But how different my Twitter experience would be if I was still just looking at my following list and now I never do. And I'm just like, I don't want him to curate what I want to see online because it's rarely right. And I just found myself blocking so many more accounts like those like Say Cheese accounts and like those just stupid accounts that love to bring up like the most unconstructive um, and unproductive information and like pop culture to like get people in a stir just to be ignorant and annoying. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to remove myself. And if you've listened to the podcast, I've been doing that on and off all year. So let's see if this sticks because that was one of my new year resolutions just to get offline so we'll see how that goes but yeah no it was awful on there was like, I'm, I'm done with this shit um also I saw renaissance on Sunday and I want to talk about that like literally right after I got out i like grabbed my phone and went to my notes app and started typing so I'll, I'll tell you what I wrote I said I just saw renaissance and I just want to be a better person like I think I only get people's be put it at connection to beyonce a little bit like i'm not her biggest fan but her music helps me in so many ways i think weirdly the film brought out the darkness in me that i want to lose and i look at her work ethic and how much she cares and how it got her to where she is now but how she feels so like free and enlightened that she is caring about what she wants instead of what everyone else wants her to be It's so inspiring, especially the black woman aspect. When you feel like you were trying so hard for something that will never, that will never change people's perceptions of you. Um, Like you feel like people will never give. It's like really just inspirational. I just want to try so hard and give so much that I can look back and say that I gave my all. I want my darkness and insecurity to leave me and just have that be a thought in the past and just listening to beyonce's voice and how strong it is it's so beautiful and this film moved me in so many ways i can't even explain it go see it and i was talking to my friend about if you haven't seen it again go see it but there's just one part where people are trying to like undermine her and like tell her she's wrong and like not put in the work that you know that she's putting in And if I haven't, like, I was telling my friend again, I was like, it opened my eyes to how sometimes I don't even see what's in front of me. Like, it made me think of so many situations I have at work where I'm just like, oh, they just think I'm stupid or, oh, they just like don't understand or, oh, they just don't want to do this, but I really want to do it. And it made me realize that sometimes there is more. To like the smallest situations um, and it made me think in the future how being a black woman will weave into what I do for the rest of my life like the things that are designated to me because I'm a junior designer now well I have to carry those with me till I become a senior designer because of my race because of what I look like you know what I mean do my attributes turn people off i went to a work event and just the way that people were looking at me and i know i have like a lot of anxieties but just to see i guess people think something of me maybe because of my hair or because of how tall i am or because of what i look like and to have that perception of me and knowing that i need to work for the rest of my life to overcome what people may think about me to see beyonce who has accomplished so much she has worked over 20 years in the industry still have people talk to her like she's crazy try to act like they're smarter than her it's disheartening it's sad it's very eye-opening and it's just it makes her success and the things that she's accomplished so much more powerful and amazing to know that she has overcome that when she still deals with what we deal with you know what i mean i feel like people looked at renaissance and especially songs like break my soul and they were like beyonce can't relate to us like working our nine to fives but it's like racism and misogyny follows you no matter what levels you get to and that was really eye-opening to me because i feel like we live in a world where we always act like celebrities or living this fantasy fantasy life that will never understand but there are so many core values to life that everyone has and that everyone goes through and every like everyone deals with and sometimes you have to really see it to believe it because I wouldn't have thought that I just wouldn't have thought that and it was crazy and just like I really love that both Taylor Swift and Beyonce did films this year but Beyonce's film really peaked into her life it really made me feel like I understood what she was going through her connection to this album. It made her so much more real in a way. And I really enjoyed that. And um, it just makes the whole swarm thing piss me off more because I get it. I I get Beyonce a lot more than I did before. So I recommend everyone to go watch that. It was awesome. Um so I also want to talk about reality TV endgame. So I watched the Squid Game finale last night and I think my favorite part was one, the editing when they showed the three finalists in color and everyone else in black and white. I loved that detail, it was like beautiful to see. And it was just like so strong, it was such strong imagery. And the clips that were chosen were awesome. Um, And I really loved the end montage where it like followed the people to like what they were doing now and um seeing my go and swipe the card I was like oh this is just like beautiful and but I feel like there was still stuff missing and it wasn't a really exciting finale for me personally I love that they were playing um rock paper scissors the parallels to big brother if you know you know but um I was just thinking about how the end game could be more fun and you know this is so random but when they were like putting their suits on I just expected to see a clip of them like hyping themselves up, hyping each other's up, saying like really cute little comments. And I feel like we lost a lot of personality, seeing a lot of the personality and the people as it, the season progressed and we got lower and lower in, in numbers. And I really would have loved to see that. And just like, um, we obviously saw their stories and like the hardness of their lives and what they've been through, which is the most important. when you are playing a game for a ton of money, I get that. But I just wanted to think about, like, how do we make reality TV and games more exciting? I think that Big Brother excels in the way of having the jury. I think it makes it really exciting to see people who have nothing to lose just kind of, like, be fun and light at the end and just talk about the game and the people that are still in it and hear their opinions on them. Because, especially with this three, we didn't see a lot of people's opinions on them throughout the season. We saw a lot of people's opinions on Mai and her closest allies in the game, but um, that would have been nice to know and then like I think that if flashbacks to the players game throughout the whole season I think that would really help incentive challenges would help where people feel like they can like win something I think about like survivor I think that would make it a lot more fun kind of like maybe the opposite of incentive doing like the have nots and has for like a big brother vibe um yeah like bios seeing their home lives like having someone to root for like I feel like that's so important like hearing from family, I love when they used to do that a lot in Big Brother, and I feel like they stopped. Um, I think that it would be really cool for Squid Games to, like, compare their entry interviews to who they have become in the game, because it seems like it's almost like they went to war, like, they got toughened up, like, they became, like, another person because of being in that space and how high-strung it might be. Um, but like I said about, like, the family, like, Hearing from parents and family more in depth about the people who are playing and how they perceive the game, you know what I mean? Um, Involving the audience, involving the people that are watching the show could make it more interesting. Um, I think showing another angle to the shows, kind of like Teen Mom OG, switching up, showing the producers, Squid Game, showing the guards, hearing from the guards, like just something different. I don't know. Um... And I think that if the show was edited with us knowing the winner at the beginning or focusing more on the winner or the top three, we would have been more intrigued and more invested. But I feel like I got so invested in a lot of the players that got out earlier. And so it was just kind of like, I don't really care who wins. And maybe that's just not the point, but it was pretty good. Um. So this is so weird, but I feel like, around me there were just like these endings like i felt all my friends that were going through an ending it was like this like crazy thing that was happening and changing their life i feel like some people were faced with an opportunity to make a change and they didn't and some people the change was made for them and it was like boom now you're into the next thing and i was like where's my change like i feel like my change isn't coming And then I had this like really weird morning where I was just like looking at myself in the mirror and I had all these thoughts just like racing through my head and I just came back to my living room, sat down on my couch and just busted out crying. Like I just broke down and there were so many emotions coming to me and um, honestly, I feel like a part of me died that day. Like I feel like I moved to a next chapter. I feel like there was an ending and a beginning began. And I can't wait to talk about this in my first house perfection year video. I'm trying to find so much information of other people's journeys and my journeys and just like really come to an, an idea of what is going on and why I feel like I see it in other people in different ways and really talk about it. But it was hard you know what i mean it was hard to see these people in my life going through endings and not knowing how how to be there for them what to say to them and feeling like am i being too rehearsed am i being too cold how do i help people going through this like i don't know what it feels like it's just, there's just, there's just so many endings and it's just like getting being an adult getting older and going through things and um it's kind of hard to see that um, I just feel like I feel like I don't know how to be the best friend you know what I mean and no one's the best at anything you know what I mean I, everything like there's everyone struggles at something but um, it just seems like a lot of people are going through a lot right now and I I want to be able to help better but I want to talk about um, how interesting it is that the writer's strike led to the ending of so many black TV shows. Um, I just heard that a lot were getting canceled and that these people had to like start from the ground up and that like Marseille Martin, she had started writing a show and it got canceled. And it's just like, why does it always feel like it's always just like these things just always lead to black voices being silenced. And I want to think about black sh- TV show ideas and things that come up with. I don't even have that right now, but it was just kind of sad to hear people saying that. Um, I also want to talk about like George Santos and how he was kind of like cleaning out and how I need shows and documentaries about that. And I think I needed Madison Cawthorn documentary as well. Like the strike is over let's do it. I also was envisioning like Scott Porter from Friday Night Lights. Maybe at that time period, he would have been like a really great Madison Cawthorn. Like I see the um, similarities. And then I was really thinking about breakups. And I was like, why do people focus on the negatives? Like what's awful about the person they break up with? I was listening to Kelsey Darrow's podcast and she talked about something she heard at her breakup boot camp about taking the feelings and bias out of how you present what happened. And I love that. But I feel like when falling in love with manipulative shitty people, we tend to hone in on the negative instead of the positive. And I think that highlighting the positive questionable traits is so much more important. I don't know if that sounds stupid, but I can't stop thinking about it. I think about Hallie and Reed. If you don't follow that, that was a TikTok breakup hallie kate um and when they broke up i was like scrolling back to see because i in all of these dramatic breakups the beginning is always picture perfect and of course i know why but it's fascinating because to me it's like okay you break up with someone someone breaks up with you you end the relationship now that person is the worst person on earth or you're like oh this person is amazing like I'm not going to say anything bad about them and then they do something that's awful and you're like oh this was the fucking worst person ever I'm going to air this person out and tell you x y and z this is why they're horrible which one is it and of course to me people are so complex so one side of them could be fucking awful. The next side of them could be fucking beautiful. They could be manipulative liars where they're just playing on this persona to grab your attention to pull you in and then to ruin your life. But I feel like maybe it's too complex to put a name on it. Maybe people want to focus on the negative after someone hurt them. But there has to be something and I feel like if instead of being like, these were the worst things that he did to me instead of even airing that out and giving people the opportunity to like talk negatively about you or that person or the situation and act like they know it i'd be like here are their red flags but only talk about the positive stuff like he loved me at the beginning he did this 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 and then over time it decreased he used to cook for me all the time but then whenever we would fight he wouldn't cook for me so he weaponized it or something like that you know what i mean like just like doing it to the point where it's like highlighting what drew you in, but then spinning it and being like, this is how it changed over time without like giving all the details or like, or you can give all the t- details. I don't care, I like drama, um, but whatever. I just feel like there's something about it that makes me think different about the person in the relationship, the person who caused all the pain and just like, okay, but explain to us what pulled you in you know what I mean? And it's not me supporting the person who inflicted the pain upon the person, it's just me wanting to like understand more and like feeling like it doesn't really help when you're not being honest. And it's like hearing Kelsey Dara talk about her situation with her ex-partner and take the feeling out of it and just say like we had differences in communication, we did this, this, this. It was like so like nice in a way to just like have all the feelings removed from it and just have the facts there it was like really amazing it was just a like clear you understood it and you can move forward with it and um that was really interesting i've been in a really big um britney broski kick i've been loving her videos it making me laugh and i think that's the biggest difference being off of x is that i would look at the videos and like not be on twitter not be on TikTok, not like having like all this sensory overload just consuming 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 content Um, I could just sit through and watch a video like it was 2014 And laugh and I was like, I missed this so much. I missed Feeling sane I missed feeling like a person I missed finding a community online and enjoying it and like laughing at videos I hadn't laughed at videos like that in so long maybe like a podcast, but just wasn't the same and her podcast is also really good I've been listening to that a lot too and um and I watched Trisha Paytas' podcast last night with Gigi Gorgeous and it was just so good and I was just laughing so much and it's nice to laugh you know sometimes I just need to laugh and um yeah but that's really I think all I've got to say and I don't know if I'm going to take like a little winter break just to like work on what I want to talk about on here because um I feel like I'm kind of at like a lull and usually on here I'm just responding and reacting to things that are going on online and I'm not fully in the conversation right now um but yeah thanks for listening